Welcome to a new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Let's join Pastor Johnson as he shares another life-changing message. Well, let's get into uh, the word of the Lord. Those of you that have your Bibles, uh, we're going to be coming in from to you from the uh, book of our uh, second uh, Kings, second Kings, the fifth chapter. Very interesting story here. We're going to be talking about uh, Naaman. Many of you heard of Naaman in the Bible. You read this before, but uh, the Lord laid this particular book upon my heart uh, to discuss uh, with the people of God this morning. All right, you got your Bible. If you look at uh, chapter five, that's Second Kings, Second Kings, uh, chapter five, Old Testament scripture. All right, y'all got it. All right. If you look at verse number one, we're going to be dealing with Naaman and talking talking to you just a little bit about Naaman, this great man in the Bible, whose name was Naaman. And you look at verse number one, it starts out by saying, uh, now Naaman, uh, captain of the host of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master and honorable because by him the Lord has given deliverance unto Syria. He was also a mighty man in valor, uh, but he was a leper. Now, the story of Naaman here, as it goes, we're going to get deep down into it. Naaman was the captain, of course, the Syrian. Uh, the Lord uh, blessed Naaman to be uh, captain of that army, that great army, Syria. And, of course, they went into battles with many, many countries. And if you look at just a little bit about Naaman's resume here, verse number five, and we read, we're going to read further down into it, but I just want to give you a little bit of history of his resume. consists of Naaman was the captain of the Syrian army. Then he goes on and said, Naaman also, he was a honorable man. You know what honorable is. He was a man of high risk, highly respected, very honorable, amen, noteworthy, very educated and uh, honorable. Also, uh, Naaman was a great man of valor. That means he was a brave, brave soldier, very, very brave soldier. Then uh, the next thing that I found that on Naaman's resume was he was well known, well known for winning battles. The Lord gave him uh, wisdom how to go in. You know, one thing about a, a, a military commander, you have to know how to attack the enemy, whether on what side, the right side, left side, or, or, or you know, you got to have military strategy. And Naaman was blessed with uh, the wisdom to have military strategy in order to win a battle. So he was a great man of valor. I mean, he was very brave, a brave soldier. The other thing about Naaman, as I said, he was he was well known. Uh, Naaman had a wife. Uh, the fourth thing about Naaman, he had a wife. And not only that, he provided his wife with a maid. Many people, when they read this particular chapter, they say that, uh, discussing about Naaman, they say the slave girl. Well, Naaman got into battle, a battle with Israel, and through that battle, he won a few battles with Israel. And a few every time you go to battle, they a uh, few people be captured, some be killed, and some uh, some are captured and brought into slavery. Well, they got this little slave girl. We we'll get down into the story. Naaman thought so much of this little slave girl that he decided to give her to his wife that she might be uh, her maid to help her around the house doing chores. Okay, so Naaman blessed his wife with the maid. And the other thing I want to say about Naaman, uh, Naaman, he was a leopard. He was a leopard. Point number six. And the last point I want to say about Naaman, we're going to get into and then we're going to read. Uh, Naaman had much pride. He had too much pride. And this was his biggest fault. Too much pride. Now, that's a little bit uh, on his resume. Now, let's read the story. As we get into it, I want to make my point. Uh, starting back at verse number one. Now, Naaman, the captain of the host of the king of Syria, 
He was a great man. Y'all see that uh, with his master. He was honorable because by him, the Lord has given deliverance unto Syria. He was also a mighty man and valor. But although he was honorable, although he was a great man, he was leopard. And in the days of, in those days, people didn't uh, uh, have, uh, uh, they didn't fool with people that was a leopard. How leprosy came up on him, uh, not sure, but uh, he wasn't always leopard, but uh, leprosy came up on him, this terrible disease where the flesh turned white. So he was a leper. Uh, verse number two said, and the Syrian had gone out by companies and had brought away captivity out of the land of Israel, a little maid. You see, this way he got the little girl. And she waited on Nabon's wife. In other words, whatever she need, go and clean this. Go bring me this. So she waited on Naaman's wife. It's time to go to battles. If they find something good that's profitable, they will keep it for themselves. If it wasn't good, they destroyed it. So they saw this little slave girl and noted her, and he gave it to, gave her to his wife that she might uh, minister to her. And verse number three said, and she said to her uh, mistress, Naaman's wife, would God, my Lord, were with the prophets that is in uh, Samaria, for he would recover him from his leprosy. Now, this little slavery girl, God always had, uh, always used somebody to give somebody the information that they need. She might be a, be a slave girl, but this slave girl had a message. And her message was she knew about the prophet. They were in Samaria. How did he heal people? He had power to lay hands on folk, power to speak words of deliverance in people's uh, uh, lives, power to give the king uh, a word from the Lord, whether to go to battle or not to go to battle. So this prophet was none other than uh, Elijah. All right. Take a look at it again. Now, verse four said, and, and one went in and told his master, saying, Thus and thus said the maid that is of the land of Israel. In other words, they told the king, King, I hear this little slave girl said thus and thus about uh, somebody uh, in Samaria has the power to heal Naaman. Okay, and verse 5 said, And the king of Syria said, Go to, go, and I will send a letter unto the king of Israel. And he departed. And took with him ten talents of silver and six thousand pieces of gold and ten changes of raiment. Now, notice what the king has done. The king of Syria is very much concerned about his military commander, who is Naaman. Naaman is the commander, but the king of Syria is concerned about his commander because he wants him to be well. Y'all follow what I'm saying? And so when they took the word to the king of Syria, the king of Syria said, well, what we'll do if what the slave girl is saying is true, then I'll send a letter to the king of Israel. And, uh, and here's what I'm going to say in the letter, verse number five. And the king of Syria said, go to, go, and I will send a letter unto the king of Israel. And he departed, gave the letter to the man, and he took it with him, ten talents of silver. 6,000 pieces of gold. That's a lot of money, y'all. And 10 chains of raiment. Uh, that's a lot of clothes right there. In that day and time, people didn't have one change of clothes. Just to have 10, oh, that was that was honorable. That was, uh, you were like a king. You had that many change of clothes. You can you you, you can change clothes, that'll change of clothes for every day of the week. With 10 changes of clothes, my goodness. 10 suits, 10 outfits. That's a lot of that's a lot of changes of clothes. Nobody had that much in that day and time, but but kings and well-to-do people. And so the king said, Well, take this money, uh, six thousand pieces of gold, and ten change of raiment. And he he brought the letter to the king of Israel, saying, Now when this letter is come to thee, behold, I have uh therewith sent Naaman my servant to thee that thou may recover him of leprosy. But now the king got the letter all, he got the understanding of kind of confused. He thought that the king of Israel could heal Naaman. 
But the king of Israel wasn't the one who had power with God, or he was just the king of Israel. And so notice as we read. And so we sent the letter to the king of Israel, said, okay, I'm sending 10,000 pieces of silver and uh, 6,000 pieces of silver that is in six cha- 10 changes of clothes. And uh, I'm going to send my servant, Naaman, my, my commander in chief uh, 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 of the army, captain that is, and I want you to heal him of leprosy in verse number seven. And it came to pass when the king of Israel had read the letter that he rent his clothes. He was so angry and said, am I God to kill and to make alive that this man do a sinner to me or uh, to recover a man of his leprosy? Well, fourth, consider, I pray you and send and send and see how he seeketh uh, a quarrel with me. So the king of Israel thought that the king of Syria just wanted a quarrel by sending him the 6,000 pieces of gold, the 10 chains of Raymond, to heal Laman, Naaman of his leprosy. But that wasn't the case at all. The king of Syria just was had it all wrong. He thought that the king could do this, but the king didn't have the power to do that. The prophet the prophet that was in Israel, uh, uh, Elisha, not Elijah, Elisha, he had the power to do this, not the king. And so the king was angry and he rent his clothes, tore his garment, tore his clothes. And in that day and time, when people got angry, they didn't break a plate. They didn't break a glass. They would rent their clothes. Are y'all following me? All right. Uh, and then the king said, uh, Israel said, uh, uh, in the latter verse of that, verse 7, I pray you and see how he's seeking to quarrel with me. He just want to fight. He just want to go to battle with us. Verse number 8. Verse number 8 says, and it was so when Elisha, the man of God, that heard that the king of Israel had rent his clothes. See, when the king get angry and rent his clothes, tear his garment, the word goes out. The king is upset, y'all. The king is upset. He rent his clothing. That he sent the king saying, Wherefore has thou rent thy clothes? Why did you do this? Let him come now to me, and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. So this is what Elisha's told the king. King, you don't have to worry yourself about the letter that came to you, uh, the healed Naaman. Send him to me, and the word of God is with me, and the power of God is invested in me. Send him to me, and God will heal Naaman of this leprosy, and Naaman will know that there is a prophet in Israel. Verse number nine goes on to say, so Naaman came with his horses and with his chariot, y'all see it, and stood at the door of the, at the, door of the house of Elisha. Verse 10 said, and Elisha sent a messenger unto him saying, go and wash in Jordan seven times and thy flesh shall come again to thee and thou shalt be clean. Now, Naaman came to Elisha, came to his house. But, you know, some people, they want you yourself to come out and speak to them. But no, the Elisha did not come out and speak to Naaman. No, uh, 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 Elisha sent out a messenger, his servant, his 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 handmaid, his uh, 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 person that uh, his uh, uh, person armor bearer. That's what it was. He sent out his armor bearer, and the armor bearer told the king, uh, a servant, which was Naaman, who had the leper. He said, Naaman, Elisha said, go and dip in Jordan seven times, and your flesh. The, the, this, this terrible disease, the leprosy that's upon you, you go do this seven times and you will be clean. But notice verse number 11. But Naaman was wrought. You, you, you see that Naaman was wrought now. The king of Israel was wrought when he got the letter. Everybody getting so upset. Somebody said, calm down. It's just too much anger going around. Amen. So he told Naaman, uh, 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 the Naaman said here in verse number, verse 11 said, but Naaman was wrought and went away and said, behold, I thought, see, that's where we get in trouble. Naaman said, I thought he would surely come out to me 
and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and strike his hand over the place and remove and recover this leprosy. So Naaman thought, remember, Naaman was the captain of the, of the Assyrian army. Naaman was an honorable man. Naaman was a great man of valor. Naaman was well known for winning battle. All right? Naaman thought, I thought for sure that Elisha would come out and lay his hands on me and speak a word and, and call on the name of the Lord God of Israel and this leprosy that possessed me, that's on my skin, would just go away. Listen, brothers and sisters, the moral to the whole story is, is obedient. It's not how you think. It's obedient. So if, 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 if Naaman had just listened to what the prophet said, then he could right away have been healed. But you know, Naaman being the honorable man he was, the captain, very important man, valid man, a mighty man of war, the person he was, Naaman had too much pride because he said, I thought surely he would come out. Sometimes some people don't want a message from somebody else. They want to hear directly from you. And this is how so many people miss their blessings because they want to hear directly from you. So many times in the Bible, God, the people told the Lord, he said, Lord, you don't have to come to my house. Come to my house. Just speak the word. Send your word and your word will go forth and heal me. God don't have to come. You remember when the Lord met the man that was climbing a sycamore tree. Amen. Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus wanted to see the Lord so bad. He said, well, he climbed a sycamore tree. And then when, and when he came down, Zacchaeus said, Lord, you don't have to come to my house. Just speak the word. But the Lord told Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, today, today I'm going to come to your house. So, so many times people want to see the man themselves. They want, they want, they want to see the person themselves. But what you got to look at, what is it that you need? What is it that you need? That is what you want. This is what I need. What I need is healing. What I need is deliverance. God, you don't have to come to my house, but if you would just send your word, God's word is just as good as his presence. God's word is just as good, brothers and sisters, as his presence is. So the Lord don't have to come to my house. Lord, just send your word. So many times in the Bible, the Lord didn't go himself. He sent prophets. And the prophets came and said, thus said the Lord. God sent a prophet to the king. And the, and the prophet said to the king, don't go up to battle against this company. Don't go to battle with this, this, these people right here. If you do, you're going to lose. The Lord didn't show up. He sent the prophet. But the key to the whole thing and the answer to the whole thing, the matter here is obedient. Now notice what he said here. Notice what he said in verse number 11. Let me read it again. But Naaman was wrought and went away and said, Behold, I thought, I thought he would surely come out to me. Naaman, why, why do you think Elisha would come out? Because I'm the captain. I'm the captain. I'm well known. I'm an honorable man. Okay. I, I, I won wars. I fought battles and I won. And surely I thought he would come out. But just my reputation alone, surely he would come out and shake my hand. Just my reputation alone, surely he would come out and say, uh, Naaman, in the name of the Lord God Almighty, this your leprosy is gone because of who I am, because of what I do, because of the people that know me, surely I thought he would come out. All right, and stand and call on the name of the Lord God and strike his hand over the place and recover the leprosy. Notice verse number 12 said, Are not Abana and Papha, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the rivers of Israel? May I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage. Just got angry, just ran away in a rage. Are not the rivers of Abana? And Papa or not, aren't they more better water? See, Naaman, we want God to do things on our term and do it the way we want it done. When you want a blessing from God, I don't care how my blessing comes, I just need a blessing. Somebody said, Lord, I need a blessing. And I need it right away. 
I don't have to be, I don't have to be at Bellevue Baptist Church to receive a blessing. I don't have to be over at Bountiful Blessing Church to receive a blessing. God can bless me right here in this house. Can you say amen, somebody? You got to get your priorities straight. This is what's wrong with so many people in life in this world. Their priority is not right. The main thing is I need a blessing, Lord, and I need it right away. But Naaman said, I thought he would come out. Lay his hands on me. Come in my presence because of who I am. And call on the name of the God of Israel. And strike me on my head somewhere. And this leprosy would be gone. Are not, verse 12, are not Abner and Parfum, the river of Damascus, aren't they better rivers in Israel? And see, God, Naaman, uh, uh, see the prophet told Naaman, go down and dip in Jordan. Now, Jordan was a muddy river. He didn't want to go down there in that muddy river and dip seven times. But the man of God said, go down to Jordan and wash. Go down there and wash seven times. And your flesh shall be what? Clean. That's the word of the Lord from the man of God. Seven times in Jordan. Don't care how muddy the water is. The Lord said, go down to Jordan and dip seven times. If you really want to be healed of your leper, then you should obey the commandment that the prophet have given you. Brothers and sisters, we have to learn uh, that, see, Naaman almost missed his blessing because of his attitude, his arrogance, or who he was and who, how he's known and what he's done and his great accomplishment, he almost missed his blessing. We need trust is, is about submitting and applying before we understand. Naaman didn't get that. We got to learn to trust God even if we don't understand it. Go down to Jordan and dip seven times. Why I got to go down to Jordan? That real muddy. That old muddy water. Why can't I go over to Avenue? Why can't I go over to Apollo? Why can't I go over there? Those water are much cleaner water, uh, prettier looking rivers. Why can't I go over there and dip? And this is what people are saying in their mind today. Lord, I want you to bless me, but I want you to bless me uh, over here. I want you to bless me uh, in a big way, a certain way. Look, when you want a blessing, you don't have it. I care how it come. You don't care how it come. I'll say, just bless me. I've seen people come right here in this church and receive a blessing. Folks have came right here walking. Lord knows I prayed for them and they was riding. Folks have been right here in this church who had all kinds of conditions in their body. And they came right here and got healed. I had a friend of mine, a member of a big church, Middle Baptist Church. He got in trouble one day. And lo and behold, he came and showed up at this church. And I wanted to my best friend. I said, what are you doing here? He said, man, I need a word. I need a word from the Lord. You mean to tell me you over there at Middle Baptist, that big, beautiful church, people everywhere, the choir singing. I mean, folks, wall to wall, and you can't get a blessing? He said, I came to get a word, Thomas. He came right here to get a word from the Lord. So what it is, it doesn't matter where you are. You need a word from the Lord. You need God to bless you. You need God to touch you. And stop worrying about, I thought he would come out and stand before me. As I said, brothers and sisters, when you want something from the Lord, you, you want something from the Lord. It doesn't matter where you are. I saw a, face, a, a picture on Facebook at one time. I was reading a different folks' post, and somebody posted this picture of an old raggedy house on the side of the road. It was an old rundown shack, you know, like some of the more houses you see out in the country, old rundown shack. And the person that posted that picture, they posted, they said, if I lived in this house, would you still be my friend? And some of the friends posted, they hit back and said, yes, of course I'd still be your friend if you lived in an old house like this. And, you know, the house has nothing to do with our friendship. They says, well, you got to live in a mansion on a hill for you to be my friend. No, you my friend no matter where you live. So what I'm saying, some people, they have problems with certain things in life, but we got to get our priorities straight. 
Brothers and sisters, if you really want something from God, it does not matter where you are. You just want a blessing and I need it right away. It don't matter the house I live in. It does not matter what kind of car I drive. It does not matter what kind of clothes I wear. With some people, it does matter. But Naaman's biggest problem was his pride. And that's people today. Their biggest pride problem is pride. It's not that God can't do it. It's not that God don't want to do it. But the biggest problem is you're not willing to submit. Your pride gets in the way of God delivering you. Naaman, I know you are honorable, man. Naaman, I know you well known. I know you are captain. You are mighty man of valor. I understand that. You said go and he go. You said come and he come. I understand that, uh, Naaman. I understand that well. But when it comes down to the things of God, brothers and sisters, it don't work like that. And we got to understand that. We got to learn to trust God and submit and apply ourselves, even sometimes when we don't understand. So he said, why well, I got to go down to Jordan and dip? Naaman, come on, man. Go down to the river and dip like the prophet said and cut out that stuff. Just cut it out. Somebody said, cut it out. Just cut that out, Naaman, and go down to the river and dip. You you want your leprosy to be gone? Naaman, cut it out. Go down to the river and dip seven times and your flesh will come clean just like a baby flesh. Just obey. Get yourself out of the way. Devil, we got to do something. Lord, move me out of the way. Move me out of the way. Sometimes we got ourselves in a way and we can't get a blessing. And we we in the way of receiving our own blessing. I never forget years ago where I used to work, my boss, my boss, uh, he drove a real nice car, had a real nice home. He had me invited me over to his house for dinner and real nice home and living in a nice neighborhood. His son grew up having almost everything they want, just live a wonderful life. Never liked anything. One day we was at work and lunchtime, the boss sent me up to the store to get us something to eat. And his son was out of school, I guess must have been a school break because he came to work with him. And his son, I guess he was around about 12 years old. And so I was going to get us lunch. And the son said, let me ride with you, daddy. Can I ride with him? He said, yeah, go on. You can ride with Thomas onto the store. So he rode with me onto the store. And that time uh, in, in life, uh, things wasn't going so well. I was in the struggle. I drove old raggedy car, crank it up. It sound loud because the muffler had a hole in it. And we went on down the street, driving my red car, blum, blum, crank it up, blum, 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 just, just rambling and rubbing. And his son got in the car with me, and we went to the store, and as we were driving, you know what his son said? He said, man, this is cool. This is so nice. He, he liked it, all that noise that my car was making. But cause he, you know, he, he used to it being quiet, nice and smooth. But when he got in my car, he thought that was so nice. Oh man, this is awesome. And then I said to myself, you like this? He liked the way my car rolled, the way it sound. And I didn't like the way it rolled and the way it sound. But he had good all his life. See, and I'm saying to myself, I want a car like your dad got. But he he been riding and stuff like that all his life. He could even appreciate it. He liked it what I had. And sometimes people are like that in life. You'd be surprised of folks that are doing well in life, they're not happy. Folks that got money, they're not happy. Folks that millionaires not happy, they would love to come and sit down and eat a, eat, eat one of your kind of meal. They'll love to sit down with you and eat some pinto beans and cornbread, neck bones, and some turnip greens. Versus the kind of lifestyle and food they've been eating all their life. So what I'm saying, we got we to gotta understand one thing, brothers and sisters. When it comes down to the things of God, God doesn't matter who you are, where you are, and what you have. He do not look at those things. Because one thing about, about Naaman, Naaman, uh, two things I want you to understand. The poor man, the poor man has problems. And the rich man, he has problems too. Can you say amen to that? It don't matter who you are, whether you're rich or poor, you got problems. 
Naaman had a problem. Naaman was well to do. Naaman was an humble man. Naaman was a captain. Naaman had it going on, but Naaman had a problem, and his problem was he had leprosy, and he wanted to be healed. He wanted to be normal like everybody else. So you want to be healed like everybody else? You want to be healed? You got to go through the process like everybody else. God not going to bend the way. He's not going to make a special way for you to be healed, Naaman, because you the captain. You well known. Look, God's way is God's way. And God's way for you you, you to go down there and dip in Jordan River. No matter how muddy it is, uh, go down there and dip in Jordan River. And I'm not sending you over there to Athens. I'm not sending you over there to Papa. I'm not sending you over there. You go down to Jordan River and dip. Brothers and sisters, obedience is better than sacrifice. If people just learn to obey God, it doesn't matter. Obey God and receive your blessing. Obey God and get what God has in store for you. Can you say amen, somebody? It doesn't matter what kind of car you drive. If you're walking, you just need a ride. You walking, and somebody pull up beside you, give you a ride. No, I ain't. I ain't gonna ride no car like that. Uh-uh. No, but you walking. Uh-huh. Okay, keep on walking. Keep on walking. No, I don't ride in cars like that right there. Or you want a you want a Mercedes to pull up beside you and give you a ride. You want a Lincoln to pull up beside you and give you a ride. Yeah, but you walking. Amen, somebody. Amen. Folks will mess with themselves. We need to get pride out the way and let God bless us. God will bring us to a point in life that he show us just exactly who we are and we need to move pride out of the way so we can receive the blessing of God in our lives. And so he'll get back to the point here. Get back to the lesson. Listen to what he said. Verse 12 said, uh, 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 Naaman said, Is not Abner and Papha the rivers of Damascus? Aren't they better rivers than the one in Israel? May I not wash in them? The answer is no, because God said go to Jordan. When God said do something, that's, that's his method. That's his way. Of course God said he could have said go to Abner and wash. But God knew it was something in Naaman that needed to be broken, and there was his arrogant spirit. There was his pride. It needed to be broken. So many people today would be far better off if they would just get pride out of their life. No, I don't have so much pride that I can't do what God said. Y'all remember a long time ago, y'all used to listen to a song. I think it was a temptation. They used to sing this song. Uh, where the man had this song out, he was saying, I'm not too proud to beg. You know, he didn't want his girl to leave and leave him and all that kind of stuff. He said, I ain't too proud to beg, baby. I get down on my knees, whatever it is, I ain't too proud to beg. In other words, he, he just want to keep his girl. Whatever it takes, I just want to keep my girl. Can't say man, somebody. But some folks, they got so much pride. They, 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 won't, they won't do, uh, 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 you know, they won't do certain things. They won't do certain things. And so here is Naaman. Naaman said, may not I wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in rage. Verse number 13 said, and his servant came near and spoke unto him and said, my father, if the prophet had bid thee to do some great thing, would thou not have done it? Then the prophet had told you something else. If the prophet had told you to go do something great, big, wouldn't you have done it? Yes, he would have done it. So why won't you do the small thing he asked you to do? Sometimes you got to get people to think about it. He said, he had told you to do something great. Would thou not have done it? How much rather than when he said to thee, wash and be clean. You got to look, you got to stay focused. You got to understand. You got to get the big picture. The big picture here is not where you wash at. The big picture is that you be clean. The big picture is that this leprosy, this terrible disease, depart from my flesh. Don't let the devil fool you. You want to you wanna get the big picture. Even when it comes to being saved, you want to get the big picture. It's not the size of the church that matters. Well, what, 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 what matters is, it's the word of God being taught. It's, it, it's the message of God there. It's God over there. See, if God is in the building, that's the main thing. If God is not there, I don't want to be there. I don't care how big the church is. If the Lord is not in that building, I do.
do not want to be there. He is saying, man, something about I want to be what Jesus is. That's what I want to be. Wherever Jesus is, that's what I want to be. Amen. You got to get yourself out of the way. And, and remember, and, and make sure you get the big picture. You want the blessings of the Lord in your life. So he went away in a rage. And the servant said, now, 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 come on, Naaman. If he had told you to go out and do something big and something great, you would have did it. So how much, much rather than when he said, go and wash and be clean in his old mother, Jordan. In verse number 17. Now, one thing I like about Naaman. Sometimes when you talk to people, they'll change their mind. Naaman left in a rage. He was angry, and I thought he would come out. Naaman was wrought, and he left in a rage. You know how when people leave in a rage? Slam the door. I'm, I'm, I'm gone. But when they leave, they slam the door behind him. He left in a rage. He got on his horse and got on his uh, his camel, whatever he was riding at that time. And man, and he hit him, and he and he just left dust. He just kick up the dust. Let's get out of here. Beat the horse. Let's hit the road. He left in a rage. Now notice, 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 notice verse number, number, number 14. Then he, then after the man of God, uh, then his servant brought this to his attention. Now if he had told you to go do something great, you would have did it. Verse 14 said, then went he down and dipped himself seven times in Jordan. Not powerful now. He went down to Jordan just like the instruction of God was given him through the prophet Elisha. He went down and dipped seven times in Jordan according to the saying of the man of God and his flesh came again like unto him the flesh of a little child and he was clean. Remember what did Naaman want in the beginning? What did he want? He wanted to be healed. He wanted his flesh to be cleansed like everybody else was. That's what he wanted. Oh, but you didn't, but you didn't want to do it that way. You didn't want that method. You didn't want God's way. You want to do, you want it on your turn. So man, we want to bless him. Lord, I want you to bless me right here. I want you to bless me this way. This way, I want you to bless me. I want you to bless me like this right here. I want you to bless me like that right there. You can't tell God how to do it. No. So Naaman, Naaman thought about it. One thing about Naaman, he repented. He said, well, I was wrong. I left in a rage. We kept, we kicked up dust. Man, I beat them horses and they took off and he didn't burn the rubber. I can say, well, he burned rubber, but he burned rubber with the horses. They just kicked up dust leaving. I, I know I left wrong. I left in a rage, but he repented. And verse 14 said, he went on down there to the river as he was instructed. And he dipped himself seven times and his flesh came again like unto the flesh of a little child. You know how a baby flesh look. Man, it's so clean. It ain't a blemish. It ain't a bump nowhere. I mean, baby smooth, just as clean, clean as it can be, just as smooth as it can be. His flesh came like a little child, and he was clean. Verse 15 said, and, and he returned to the man of God, and he and all his company, and came and stood before him, and he said, Behold, now, I know that there is a God in all the earth. But in Israel, I know that there is no God in all the earth, but in Israel. Now, therefore, I pray thee, take a blessing of thy servant. Now, after Naaman was healed, Naaman wanted to bless the prophet Elisha. He said, now, because you did this, I, I really want to bless you. I know that there's, there's, there's a prophet in nowhere else, but I know there's a prophet in Israel. Brothers and sisters, the gift of God is free. You don't have to buy it. You can't pay for it. But you got people tell you, send me such and such. Send me this amount of money and God going to bless me. God, I'm going to send you a healing cloth. I'm going to send you a prayer cloth. But send me, send me $50. Send me a $100. Or this is a $20 prayer line. This is a $10 prayer line. This is a $100 prayer line. You cannot pay for a blessing. Blessings are free. But people want to put a price on it. Well, if I pray for you and the Lord bless you with the house, you got to bring me something. No, I don't. If I pray for you and you get the job. I never forget years ago, 
A man, I, I knew a man. He was a uh, he was a supervisor of a construction company when I was young, mm-hmm. trying to seek on a job. And I knew construction paid good money, work on the highways, and they made pretty decent money. I thought I wanted to go into construction work at one time, and I asked this man about getting me on out there. And he said, "Well, if I get you on, would you come join my church?" You mean if you hire me or help me get on at a construction site, I got to join your church? God don't make propositions like that. If I pray for you and the Lord hear you, you don't have to join my church. What you do is you just serve the Lord. You hear what I'm saying? So he want to put it to me like this. Listen, listen to the letter right here. Listen to what the man of God said. Verse 15. And he returned to the man of God and he and all his company came and stood before him. And he said, behold, now, now I know that there is no God in all the earth, but in Israel. Now, therefore, I pray thee, take a blessing of thy servant. Let me bless you. Let me give you something for uh, I, I'm healed. Now my flesh is clean. Let me give you something. Let, come on. Let me just lay something on you. Alicia. Let me bless you real good. You know, the average man of God, the average preacher said, all right, what you got, bro? Bring that money home. The average preacher would say, yeah, bless me. I pray for you. But no way, Elisha said in verse number 16, said, but he said, Elisha said, but he said, as the Lord giveth, behold whom, before whom I stand, I will receive none. And he urged him to take it, but he refused. That's what Elisha said. As the Lord liveth, and I stand before him, I'm not going to take no money. Yes, I send you down to Jordan River to dip seven times. Yes, your flesh came, came clean just like a, a baby flesh. Yes, you are delivered right now, Naaman. But I take no money because the gift of God is free. I thank God salvation is free. If it wasn't free, the rich would live and the poor man would die. But it's free. Thank God it's free today. So many want to put a price tag on it. I pray for you get the job, but I want you to bless my church now. Won't you bless my church? No, it don't work like that. Naaman wanted him to take some money. But Elijah said, no, no, I can't take it. I don't want to do that. He urged him, but he refused. He refused. It's not on those terms. It's not on those conditions. Verse 17 said, And Naaman said, Shall there not, shall there not then, I pray thee, be given to thy servant two mules, burdens of earth, for thy servant will henceforth offer neither burnt offering nor sacrifice unto other God but unto the Lord. And so Naaman said, Well, Elisha, if you won't take a blessing from me, if I can't give you any money, let me bless uh, some of your people. Well, that'll be all right. If you, you want to bless some of my people, that'll be fine. But don't give it to me because uh, the gift of God is free. And I didn't send you down to the river of Jordan to be healed so you can give me a blessing. It's all free. So if I pray for you and the Lord heal you, of your you don't owe me anything. But if you want to be kind to one of my children, that'll be all right. Okay, if you want to be kind to somebody in my family, some kinfolk somewhere, that'll be fine. But don't don't give me no money for it because it'll look like you're paying for the gift of God. I see what I'm saying. The gift of God is free. Naaman had pride, but he repented and obeyed. So we need to understand one thing. Naaman was about to lose his blessing when he got on his animals and he fled with rage. He almost lost his blessing. Let me go to one more scripture and then I'm going to two more scriptures and then I'm going to let you go. Turn with me to the book of Proverbs. Turn a few pages to Proverbs. Proverbs, the third chapter. I want you to understand one thing, brother. So when it don't make sense, still trust God. See, Naaman said, uh, Naaman, the man of God told Naaman, Naaman, go in then dipped in the river seven times. But it don't make no sense. Why can't I go over to Poffer? Why can't I go over to uh, Avenue somewhere? Why can't I go over there? It don't make sense. That water muddy. And, and I'm the captain. He want to bring up who he is. I'm the captain. I'm an honorable man. Honorable man, look, if you want to be saved, honorable man got to come the same way the poor man got to come. 
You, you, there, there's no special way for you and a special way for me. If you want salvation, you got to get on your knees and pray. And you got to call on the Lord God of Lord, save my soul. I don't care how much money you got. You got to say the sinner's prayer. Just like the poor man. It ain't no prayer for the rich man and a prayer for the poor man. You got to say, Lord, I confess my sin. I'm a sinner. Save me. Same prayer. Listen, listen to Proverbs, the third chapter, in verse number five. See, what we need to learn to do, when it don't make sense, we still got to trust God. We got to trust God. People said, uh, it don't make no sense to do all that. But just do it. Obedient. Trust God. Submit. Apply yourself and trust God. Even before you understand, just do it. Just be obedient. Can you just be obedient? Listen to what he said in Proverbs 3, verse 5, and on, on verse 5 on down. He said, uh... Trust in the Lord with what? All thine heart. And lean not to our own understanding. And this is what Naaman was doing. Naaman was leaning to his understanding. Why can't it go down to Abner and watch? Trust in the Lord, Naaman. And lean not to your understanding. Don't lean. Don't, 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 don't use your understanding. But trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to their own understanding. Verse 6 says, In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. And whatever you go to do, brother, so if you just acknowledge God, whatever you do in your business, at home, whatever, just, just bring God up. Put God in the midst of it. Put God in your business. Put God in your transaction. Put God in whatever you're doing. Put the Lord in there and he will direct. Somebody said he'll direct. You won't go wrong. He'll direct your path. But what we do, we leave God out. Well, we're getting well. We're having a wedding coming on, y'all. We're going to have a wedding this weekend. And, you know, we we won't even put God in the wedding. You want your marriage to be blessed. Y'all want to stay hooked up. You want to stay married. But you say, happily ever after. But you won't even put God in the wedding. You won't even sing a God song at the wedding. You won't sing these old worldly songs at the wedding. And think y'all going to live happily ever after. You better sing something that's going to bless you and connect you with God Almighty. Can you say amen, somebody? Stop singing them old words. Song, and you think y'all, Lord God bless our love. You, you bet you want God bless your love. You better sing that and stop singing the boogie wookie. Y'all ain't gonna stay together long as John stayed in the army. <laughs> you ain't gonna stay together long because you got the wrong kind of music playing up in there. Whatever he's saying, all that ways acknowledge him. Whatever you're doing, put God in it because you want God to bless it. I want God to bless it. Lord, bless my love. That's what I want to hear sing at my wedding. Lord, bless our love. I don't want to hear all that other stuff. I don't want to hear all that other stuff. Y'all ain't going to be blessed. Y'all going to break up about a month or two. Because <laughs> you, you're not doing it right. Listen, let's go a little bit further. He's in all the ways acknowledge him and he shall direct the path. Verse 7 said, Be not wise in thy own eye. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. And it shall be health to thy, to thy neighbor and moral to thy bone. If you just do this, God said, he, It will be health to thy neighbor and moral to your bone. Amen, somebody. If you just do it, trust God. Put God in it. Wait, whatever you're doing, is God in it? Is God in it? That's a problem. We're taking God out of everything. We're taking God out of our family. We're taking God out of the school system. God nowhere. We just take God out of everything. And we think everything going to be blessed and be hunky-dory. That's why everything falls apart. Don't want God in the school. Don't want God in the government. We don't want God anywhere. And this is why our world is the way it is. We're taking God out of everything. Amen. Amen. Praise God. All right. Now, listen to what he's saying. In this chapter here, uh, my last scripture in the book of Job, Job 13. Job 13. Check this out. Then I'm going to let you go. When it don't even make sense, just keep on trusting God. Are y'all listening? When it don't even make sense, learn to trust God. All right, Job 
13 and verse number 15. Then I'm going to let you go. Y'all see it? Job 13 and verse number 15. It says, Job said this right here. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. There it is right there, brother. But I will maintain my own ways before him. Job said, though God, though God slow me, slay me, even if I have to go through something in life, he said, I'm still going to trust God. Even when it don't make sense. Go on down to the river of Jordan and dip. But it don't make no sense. Even if you get, even when you get sick and look like you just ain't going to make it, just trust God to the end. Don't, don't ever give up. Well, little lie, I've been praying, I've been praying. Lord, it ain't getting no better. Just keep on trusting God. Because if he take you down, he can bring you up. Just, just like he lets you go down, he can bring you up. Somebody said, well, I'm going down with the ship. Somebody said, I ain't going down with the ship. I ain't going down with the ship. Just trust God. If the ship go down, just stay with it. Just like if it go down, when it come back up, guess what? You come back up with it. I've seen God bless. I've seen things get rough. I've seen it get, I've seen a turnaround. No matter if it doesn't make sense, still trust God. Now, Naaman, Naaman was an honorable man. Naaman was well known. Amen. But Naaman had a lot of pride. Brothers and sisters, move pride out of the way and let God do it. Somebody said, let God do it. Let God do it. Let God do it. And he will. And I thank God today. Amen. No matter how he want to bless me, you know, just let God do it. Some people say, well, I ain't going to ride no car like this. I remember my brother, he got a hook to some money. He went and bought him a car and he had friends everywhere and they rode with him as long as the car was riding. But when the car broke, they didn't come around no more. That's the way some folks are in life. Y'all follow what I'm saying? Some folks just like that. As long as the car running there, you got friends, they'll come around. Amen. But when the car broke, you don't see them no more. Amen. Can't find none of them. But we need some friends that are going to be with us when we up and going to be with us when we be down. Because I'm telling you, it's going to be some ups now. And it's going to be some downs. You don't want them friends just with you when you up. Amen. Let's trust God. So when it get rough, they say when it going get rough, then, 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 then the rough just got to get going. Hang on in there. Trust God no matter what. God bless you in Jesus' name. I hope I said something to encourage you today. Remember Naaman. This, this, this story of Naaman was written for our learning that we won't be like Naaman. I want God to bless me. Look, I've seen this church full. I ain't going to run about him because it's just a few of us now. Hang on in there. God know how to turn it around. They coming back. They coming back. Well, I'll come back when they come back. <laughs> no, no, brother. It don't work like that. It don't work like that. Stay with God. Stay with God. And God will stay with you. All right. We thank God for our service on day. God bless you in Jesus' name. Thanks, Pastor Johnson, for another amazing message. Make sure to join us next week for an all-new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Until then, remember, encounter Jesus, echo hope, and dwell in love.